Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin. The only show that, uh, in the same way that Amy Winehouse responded to rehab, we respond to Funkin. We say no, no, no. Uh, that was nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I am one of your co-hosts, Jake Christie. Joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? You know, I finally recovered from that uh, week-long hangover. I'm ready to go, ready to roll. See, I feel like I actually wasn't that hungover after we did Mr. Monk Gets Drunk, but I feel like... I wasn't at all either. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was not a problem. Um, I actually didn't drink as... I didn't uh, have that much to drink afterwards either. Um, mo- honestly, like, I want to say it's because I was responsible, but it was mostly because the Among Us game that I was jumping into afterwards, that once I got in, they were like, yeah, one more game. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? I got, like, four more White Claws to go on. <laughs> one more game. Um, but anyway. Uh, I'm not good at that game. I'm not good at it either, but I don't try to be good at it. I just like, you know, hang out and, uh, um, yeah, I'm incredibly easily swayed by anyone. The moment someone says with any conviction, like, I think this person was near the body, it's like, well, it's that person. Anyway, we're here to talk about that. We're here to talk about another, another murder, actually. Uh, we're here to talk about Mr. Monk and Mrs. Monk. Now, what did you think this episode was about when you first saw the title? I mean, I... I, uh, you know, Amazon kind of spoils ah, episode, right, uh, right, right, thing. Right, right. So, so I saw that and I was just like, how, well, how is, how is this going to work? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, uh, it was effective. It was a great episode. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought, I, I think this episode was pretty good. I, I don't know if I love it as much as I would think you might. I think it's, it's really strong in parts. Um, it does use as a conceit. What I've said before is my least favorite thing in television and movies that there's there's just no no person who is not related to Trudy Monk would look that much like her. It's just it's just and I, I'm gonna get that criticism yes, out now. Yes, yes, yes. Because I'm gonna get it out up front. But I just wanna say it. I feel this way about everything. It's not like Monk the show's fault, but like it just biologically doesn't happen. There's no way that anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. Although I feel like they actually did kind of try to give her like makeup and stuff to make she did look de- decently different. Um, I, I don't know what, if that was, excuse me, on purpose or, um, anyway. Uh, also definitely does, one thing that definitely wouldn't happen, she definitely wouldn't sound just like her. Like, they, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I know. There's a little bit of, like, suspension of, uh, Of course. Belief. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah, mm. I, on the whole, though, I really, like, it's, I think it might be my favorite episode. Wow, really? I don't feel that way. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it then. Um. Okay. All right, so, um, yeah, another thing about it, I honestly think that, like, even though I just put it aside, I actually think my problem with look-like episodes is why I, it's, because I'm trying to think of why this isn't one of my favorite episodes, and it probably is just that. Anyway, we don't start off with that, though. We start with a clock on a wall. Monk is waiting, because Dr. Kroger is running along with his most recent patient, and, you know. TikTok, TikTok. Uh, I, I don't know how Monk isn't used to that. Um, I don't think my therapist has ever been on time with the patient before me. Um, and I feel like that's I'll the case have to defer. Everyone. I'll have to defer. I'll I, have I, to defer I understand that. I, I understand. Um, it's just a pretty normal thing. Um, I know that I always go over time, you know? Um, <laughs> right. Um, anyway, uh, he's very antsy about it, as you might imagine. And, uh, the receptionist, to her credit, she clearly deals with crazy people all day. Way to shame the, the, the Okay, the sorry, 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 sorry. She, she deals with people who are have anxiety issues all day, and so she knows how to deal with Monk. Mm-hmm. 
I was teeing you up to say what happened. I thought you weren't looking at me. I was giving you kind of the... Oh, okay, yeah. And so he's just like, you know, he's just a a fidgety guy. So obviously he's kind of freaking out and he uh, takes the opportunity to give, uh, I guess, Natalie a call to like calm his nerves or something. Yes, because she's running errands. Yeah, she's running errands and, you know, he's going over like a list of, you know, well, a rather small list of things she's out getting. One of them is a very specific kind of toothbrush, Mm -hmm. which, okay, I understand, you know, having a a perfect toothbrush for yourself, that's a very important thing. I I would agree. I'm not someone who actually has, I don't uh, have a perfect toothbrush. Also, the thing that was weird about it is that she's like holding up, you can see the silhouette, it's clearly like a, it looks like a regular standard case for a regular cardboard toothbrush holder. Like, it doesn't Uh seem like it's a fancy one, but anyway... Um, well, it doesn't have to be like Seattle yeah, Springs true. is like not the best water. You're right, you're right, you're right. I always buy toothbrushes in like a three pack because I um I've never investigated why, but I definitely brush way too hard, so I get run through a toothbrush faster than most people do. Um, yeah, I brush really hard too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she he also uh, asked her to get a little like scratch out of the f- picture frame of one of Trudy's photos of her. Uh, well, it gets it, like, reframed, right? Yes, because there was, a, there was a scratch. Right. Which, okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's like, an interesting, uh, a very interesting scene. And you're just like, well, what, where is this leading mm-hmm. to? Yeah, oh, yeah, because, uh, sorry, she's oh, outside. Boy, does it lead? She's at a coffee shop slash diner. Um, I was wondering, did you recognize this coffee shop, coffee shop no, slash diner? No, okay. no, no. I tried to, but I couldn't. Okay. Um, yeah, cause, and it's important that she has the photo because she has something to compare it to when... A right. woman looking strikingly like Trudy comes in, and an old man says, Trudy, over here, right. cut to credits. What was your What was your thinking when that when we had when we went to credits there? Uh, well, I knew like it's definitely the same actress. So I'm just like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Like, legitimately, mm-hmm. I was like shaken, like as Monk would be mm-hmm. later. Um, and yeah, no, it was like super random. And I, I saw the episode description, but I'm like, there's no fucking way they're gonna actually have the woman who plays Trudy mm-hmm. actually be the person who's supposed to be Trudy. And sure enough, it's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know by the way until I saw an Amazon trivia uh, X-ray while I was watching this episode that Melora Hardin, the actress, is the daughter of Jerry Hardin, who's a character actor most famous for playing Deep Throat on the X-Files. Um, I know him really? most as one of the guys uh, in the film The Firm, but most people know him as Deep Throat in the X-Files. Um, anyway. I'm, lo- I'm looking him up because I've never seen the X-Files. Oh, okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, he's where he's a good He's a character actor. He's just he's an, he's guy who's just an old guy in a suit in a lot of different things. Right. Um, right on. Shouts to those guys. Uh, yeah. And, um... Uh... We then cut Back to from the credits. Yes, we cut from the credits to Monk in therapy, and he tells a story about uh, finding one of Trudy's old poems, and he recites it, um, and uh, I I didn't write any. Did you write anything down? I I just it was just. No, I didn't write it down, um, and honestly, like, I'm not a big poetry guy, so I couldn't tell you good poetry from bad poetry, uh, so I think as long I, as it touches the person, yeah, fine, so be it. That's true. It wasn't bad poetry. It definitely wasn't. Your thing is, you're not going to expect great poetry here, because this is, like, 
you know, it, this is this is written for the purpose of the episode. It was fine. Like the imagery was pretty basic. It's about like snow yeah. melting and like yeah, like whatever. Um, yeah, but it's not for me. It's for Monk. And basically, um, he realizes that maybe he's meant to live on without her for a reason, um, which is a nice thought. Um, and then he heard the radio, but it wasn't the radio, and it was his, him singing a weird song. Um, and apparently he left a picture that was crooked crooked while he was eating breakfast. Um, so I think it's what's safe to say is he might be having a breakthrough, you know? Right. A, uh, a threshold? Uh, yeah, we call it, later it's called a threshold moment. Right. But yeah, I know. It's like kind of... It... I love these scenes where he gets, like, some weird sense of clarity about, like, what his, like, he just, like, is, like, a normal person, and I really like these glimpses into it. I'm not saying that I necessarily want him to be like that the rest of the time, because obviously that's not going to happen, but it's always nice to get these little uh, moments. Mm -hmm. And then Dr. Kroger starts crying, which I really like, because you have to think about, like, Monk is definitely got to be one of his hardest patients, you know? Um, And he's got to feel a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it, like, got me, like, not super emotional, but I was definitely like, oh, my God, like, what's going on here? Now, what I did love is that Dr. Kroger apologized for crying. He says, you know, I, I know this makes you, uh, probably makes you uncomfortable. And Monk just deadpans, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he kind of isn't as receptive to, um... To Kroger's, you know, uh, vulnerability mm-hmm. at the moment, which is a little disappointing, but still, it's nice to see. Always nice to see Doctor Chuck Kroger, mm, Chucky K. Uh, and then we yeah. cut back to the diner, and Natalie's in full spy mode, and yep. uh, she's eavesdropping with this guy Zach and Trudy. Well, not Trudy. Um, I tried to come up with like a fun like nickname to put in my notes like like not trudy so like nudie but that doesn't work like faux trudy so foodie that doesn't work so i just went with not Ludi, 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 Ludi. as in what what's what's the portmanteau there her name is her name is lisa oh well she goes she says call me lisa as an alias yes anyway so she okay. clearly is acting it's become very clear that she's not trying not to be found she's like call me lisa and he, zach is like why'd you have to fake your own death um which is like, boom, why would she have to fake her own death? And she's very vague about it, honestly. Yeah, no, she is. But it's like, everything is like, it's pointing at this is actually Trudy. Like, there's no chance that it's not her. Which is like, yeah. And then she does something which I think is just honestly an abomination. Beyond faking your own death and not telling your husband, she orders like a tea and then like, asks her a full cinnamon stick. I'm pretty sure it's a coffee. A coffee, sorry. Doesn't matter. My point being, if you go to a diner and ask for a full cinnamon stick... Come on, what are you doing? I mean, if you if you're making if if it's a diner that has like some sort of rice pudding, it's not too out of the I, the normal. I guess like, hey, can I get a coffee and a cinnamon stick? It's like, well, c- clearly, clearly, you just are a hater of the Spanish uh, practice of putting. Uh, that's true. A, a cinnamon stick. That's in, true. Uh, in I guess it's just like for me, I'm I I imagine that like the amount of use that a diner could get out of turning a cinnamon stick into ground cinnamon. You could probably top, like, h- hundreds true. of, hundreds and hundreds yeah. of dishes with one cinnamon stick. But then to use, like, how much, how much do you think they're charging her for that cinnamon stick? I don't think it's worth it on their part. 
I think it's fine. I don't think cinnamon right. sticks cost that much. I, that's true. But also, the, the, I don't know, the markup... I, I get your point. I get your point. But she says she learned it when she was in Madrid, um, which, if that feels very much like something that a... Uh, a kid who studied abroad would come back and be like, "Yeah, when I uh-huh. was when I was in uh, well, they specifically it wouldn't be Madrid. They actually would say when I was in Barcelona because they would need to do with the Catalan. Uh, or, or no, 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 they could say when I was in España. When I was in España. Oh man, uh, when I was in Ibiza. Um, Ibiza. Yeah. So uh, thankfully, I never really knew anyone who did that. I think that's kind of such a stereotype now that like people don't really yeah. do that that much in sincerity anymore. Um, They've become self-aware. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I think you think it might have trickled down. I think it might have started off at like the elite private schools that I ran or in in college, and I think now like maybe if I went to like University of Florida, people are doing that still. But like, uh, I think that the the, the stereotype is kind of. I, I I went to uh, you know everyone I knew was way too afraid of being a stereotype of anything, um, except of course the stereotype of an arts kid in New York because you know. Um, anyway. Yeah. Also. Trudy mentions, excuse me, Ludi mentions that she's allergic to fish. Um, but we learn what the key of this whole conversation is. And what is the key to what this exchange is? What's the key? It's literally a key. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so that was me teeny up. Yeah. Yeah. It was me, uh, yeah, taking a key moment. Um, yeah, no, it's, well, did we mention the name of the gentleman that she It's Zach, which is weird, because even though I know that Zach has been a name forever, we're just seeing an it's old guy It's not an Zach. old person name. It's yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. you were, yeah, because, like, there's Zachary Taylor, who's, you know, born in, you know, 1804 or something or whatever, but uh, other than him, I can't think of any old Zachs. Um, yeah, I can't either, actually. Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah. Zachary Ty Bryan? Who's that? He's on Home Improvement. He's not that old. Uh, no, Zachary Ty Bryan. No, Zachary Ty Bryan's 39. That's not... Yeah, as, as close. As also, he spells his name Z-A-C-H-E-R-Y. Man, I'm so... I, With it's, an E? Yeah, I'm really glad that he stopped being famous. Um, anyway, uh, so what? what is the... like? What's the context of this key I asked to see how close I was to my guest on Zachary Taylor's birth date? Uh, yeah, so uh, it's it appears to be some sort of key that his daughter, Janice, mm-hmm. was someone that Trudy worked with. She was a fellow journalist mm-hmm. that they were like, you know, on a similar mm-hmm. uh, deep throat kind of mission. No, isn't that weird how that worked out? He played deep throat on like F on uh, X-Files and his daughter and his daughter plays like a journalist mm-hmm. on Monk. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So and and uh, I mean, if we're gonna go full circle, the film that yeah, I mentioned yeah. that Jerry Harden was in that I know him from is The Firm, in which he plays co his right. coworker is Hal Holbrook, who was of course Deep Throat in all the Resonance Men. But whatever, you know. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, that's somebody. Like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So uh, yes, they were on a Deep Throat mission, and we mean the journalist thing, not what Deep Throat comes from. Um, right. <laughs> they were on a Deep Throat mission. <laughs> Mr. Monk has to, he descends into the world of pornography. That is, no. Um, sorry. That would be sick. Yeah. Um, no. But uh, yes. that, that's not worse than when I didn't, when I imagined uh, Trudy having ghost sex with Monk. Oh my God. <laughs> Shouts to Bobby Brown. Did I reference that at the time, right? Where Bobby Brown, the singer, said he had sex with a ghost? Um, was it him? I thought it was someone else that said I'm that. I'm pretty sure Bobby Brown said he had sex with a ghost. By the way, I was way off with Zachary Taylor's age. I was thinking Zachary Taylor was president when he was like 45. He was president when he was 65, so I was... Uh... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. The person... I, there's another famous, I think, woman that said she had sex with a ghost. By the way, Bobby Brown does say 
he had sex with a ghost. That I was I was sorry about that. Although, like I, anyone who's listened to the show, there was a zero percent chance that I misremembered what celebrity said they had sex with a ghost. <laughs> like that, you know. Um, okay, I, I just looked at the list because, mm-hmm. of course, there's a list. Mm-hmm. Number one is Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Eh, number two. Eh. Number two, Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. Three, Dan Aykroyd, which is just fucking funny. Like, yeah, with the Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, he 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 was he was Ghostbusting a nut. He was Ghostbusting a nut. Yeah, Slimer was uh the shoving hot dogs. Don't know. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I won't get to the rest of the list. I no, think. but that's great. Um. Ghostbusters and is great. Uh, you should be proud of yourself. Um, yes. So anyway, uh, yeah. So it's a key. So they were done a deep sort of thing, and she has a key related to something. And she Trudy is like, let's meet in front of on Keep Street in front of the library tomorrow. Okay. Right. And but yeah. But also, mm-hmm. he he he's eating a tuna sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. He's eating a tuna sandwich, and he offers her a bite, mm-hmm. and she mentions that oh, she's Oh, I already mentioned that. I don't know. you. Uh, oh, shit. Okay, okay. It's fine. Shit, shit, shit. I didn't mention the tuna sandwich. I just mentioned that she mentioned she's allergic to fish. Um, okay, right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Natalie's writing all this down, and she's distraught, as you might imagine she should be. She's. I think her reactions to this are perfectly appropriate. No, for sure. Um, I can identify with with the way she mm-hmm. handles most of this stuff. And then we have, we have a scene with your favorite character in the whole show. Kevin Dorfman makes a return. You know what? I was not upset about no, it. No, he's time. fine in this episode because he doesn't have much to do. And, and I think that they very much play into how corny he is and how bad he – how annoying he is, you know? Yeah, but of course he starts going into the fact that – or because Natalie is like still on her investigative – But I was going to say they're making potato salad for uh, Stadmar's barbecue that Monk is finally going to for the first time. Anyway, go. And and you know what? I fucking I would kill to be at Sodomas barbecue. Oh my god! He just god. seems like he would be the barbecue king. Oh my god, dude! You, that you that's one of those barbecues where like, he you know damn well that Karen is coming out like, the barbecue's kind of dissipated. Loaded. And no, Loaded. No, 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 not not even that actually. That I think the barbecue's dissipated. It's like it, there's only like five or six guys left just sitting around a table, and it's like eleven thirty, and we're still knocking down beers, and she's coming out like. Leland, when are you going to bed? It's like, I oh, will just, just talk a little bit. And the barbecue started at like Absolutely. 2, you know what I mean? And you're still out there at 1130. Anyway, that's that thing. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Natalie um, so Natalie brings up that uh, she's, she's trying to get information. So she brings up, uh, like so, not subtly at all, like that, she, that Julie went to the doctor and might be allergic to fish. And she asks, does anyone right. know anyone who's allergic to fish? And, of course, Kevin's answer is... Um, he that he knows uh, someone that lives across the street from his sister, but no, actually not across the street because it's actually a cul-de-sac. So and Natalie cuts him off, yeah. rightfully so. Um, but you know what, Natalie is she's sharp, man. I like her mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she and then Monk is like, yeah, Trudy was allergic to fish. Um, dun dun dun. Um, right. Further, further, further uh, cementing like that this actually might be Trudy. Yeah, and the the real like tragic dramatic irony of the scene is that there's the the you know that as because this is happening, Monk's talking about how Kroger's going to call the department and recommend he get reinstated, and like as he is on this high about how he's doing so much better, you know that there's information that when he learns it will bring him back down. You know. Right, yeah, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop, mm-hmm. so to speak. 
and then uh, Natalie brings up, you know, I met a Zach Ellinghouse. Um, do you know him? And uh, Monk's like, yeah, you know, Trudy uh, worked with his daughter, Janice. And then right. Natalie comes close to saying, there's something I have to tell you. And she can't yeah. do it. She says the potato salad's good. Um, Thoughts on potato salad? Uh, not a big mayonnaise guy, so... I mean, I don't hate yeah, it I'm as out. a thing, but... I'm out. Um, I, and the thing is, I really should like mayonnaise because it's just different types of fats together. Um, but uh, not crazy about mayonnaise. Um, yeah, if I'm going to have... If how, I'm about gonna a- pot- how about aioli? Aioli is... Depending on what it's on and what it's flavored with... Um, it's never going to be basically just mayonnaise. Yeah, it is, but it usually has something else to it, and it's not. It doesn't usually taste as fatty. Maybe just in my head, um, but like it's also like it's not something that I'm going to be. For example, I'll never like dip fries in an aioli, but like if I get like a burger, thank you, thank you. If I get a burger that has like ketchup in an aioli, or even just an aioli and like some other stuff on it, I'm I'll eat it, you know. Um, and so Natalie's then spying on uh, Zach and Trudy's rendezvous. And it is a full-on rendezvous um, in for the library. Right. But not Trudy has a snag. Zach, he's, he wants the money. He wants a little, a little scrizzy scratch. Yeah, but he wants, like, fucking nothing. Yeah, like, he wants a thousand dollars. Which, I guess, to an old man is well and good. But uh, I think if, if this lady clearly wants this as badly as she does, mm-hmm. you got to hold out for a little more, man. That honestly, that's true. I think the thing is, he thinks that it's true, actually Trudy. So, like, I think actual Trudy wouldn't, act. You know, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. I hadn't even thought about that. But I was still, yeah, yeah. yeah but it is funny that, uh, like, man, a thousand dollars, like that, like, dude, I mean, the government she's passing another stimulus check, man. Um, for real, man. Yeah, and so. Uh, Natalie's taking photos, and as as the as uh you know Trudy's like I'll meet you back at the hat your house. You better have the key. Um, she notices Natalie taking photos of them, and yep. then Trudy confronts Natalie. And I feel like this this scene is like I I assume because I forgot that it happened this way that you think that this conversation is going to happen a lot later in the episode at least you know at least I would assume. And so the fact that no, like sure. that she as goes comes face to face with her that early uh and takes the photos away um and she yeah she delivers a message for for natalie yeah basically just you know don't tell monk that i'm still around because if he were to find out they would just kill him um which you know like obviously the caveat here is that we know that it's not actually her by the end of this Mm -hmm. episode but like she knows a lot of information. Like she's very like well trained, and that's that's like a sticking point with me in this episode. It's like how could she possibly know this much? Yes, like I, I don't think care how much true. time you spend with Monk. Yeah, I think that that's true. I think that um, yeah, I think that there's uh, no real good explanation to it. Um, I, like I think the details they mentioned, are... they, meant, they they mentioned her being like an actress or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's an actress. Um, who is playing the role of not Trudy. Um, but anyway, we cut to the barbecue, and Monk is manning the grill, uh, which I love Monk, but he should not be on the grill. Because you know damn no. well that he's going to be trying to cook every patty to like the USDA recommended temperature, and that's just like, no, that's a no-go for me, man. But, 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 but the thing is, he's supposed to be all good and fine by now. That's true. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, although he is still throwing burgers out there a little misshapen, so let's not act. 
Um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But this is the first time you see the facade, like, breaking. Yes. Kind of. And a woman uh, comes up to get a burger, by the way, according to uh, Amazon, played by uh, the wife of Andy Breckman, shouts to, uh, Eliz- uh, whose credit is Elizabeth Landau. Um, okay. Yeah. Did I not know that. I mean, I just recognize her name from uh, Andy mentioning her. Um, so uh, she gets a burger, and Monk wants to straighten it on the bun, but he stops himself. So... Yeah, you know, it's baby steps, baby mm-hmm. steps, but we're getting there. Yeah. And then Stomar floats something, which is really exciting, that they might want to bring Monk back on a contingency basis. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't blame him, because uh, judging by the way he's acting, you know, he's very uh, lucid. Well, not to say that he was, like, sleepwalking through life, but, you mm-hmm. know, he's, like, he's reinvigorated. He's found some joie de, vi- de vivre. Yeah, a little bit of that. I I appreciate you trying. I I you know I honestly don't know how to say that phrase. So, I really the courage is great, and I'm not. I know I sound like I'm I took French. Sarcastic. I took French. Uh, I, I took French. So I mean, I, I took Spanish, I and I you know uh, I couldn't say shit. Um, no, I can. Yeah. I can. I, I, I the pronunciation part was not the hard part. Mostly just because a- any time that I could, you know, I, I mostly just tried to pronounce things good because everyone else pronounced it terribly, and I wanted to look smarter than them. But that's not any surprise to anyone. So. Then the captain is still a man in the grill, and Monk walks away, but he thinks he's still there. So he opens up to him about him, about how he's the man and he loves him, and he's the best copy ever met. But Randy's actually behind him, and right. Randy is like right back at you. Uh, and you and you just knew that this was gonna like be a thing mm-hmm. later on, uh huh? Because it immediately cuts to Randy bragging to Natalie. Yeah, he said I was the man. Yeah, you know, I, I can't imagine a lot of people, sadly, would tell, you know, uh, Disher that they think he's the man. So I, I, can, I can understand him kind of, um, you know, uh, leaning into it a little more than he should. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a little sad later on when it finally gets, his little mm-hmm. bubble gets bursted. Yeah, and then, but, but I yeah. think I'll say he does immediately, I, I feel sorry for him, and then he immediately loses my sympathy. But anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Natalie then goes out to Stottmeyer and has to ask some uncomfortable questions. So, were you there when Trudy died? Um, mm-hmm. He says no. And uh, we then cut to... Uh, actually, wait. That, but, uh, no. No, sorry, we don't. Yeah, sorry, not yet. Uh, my bad. Uh, that Natalie's like, well, do you know for sure she died? And uh, Stamar says, and this is a detail we didn't know before, she talked to a paramedic. Um an hour before, right? Well, no. That Stomar got there an hour later after the actual bomb went off, but uh-huh. she oh she talked to her. She was still alive, kind yes, of. Yes, which is crazy because uh, got it. You know, I, just to be frank, it's gruesome to think about what someone would be going through if they had a car bomb. We're in a car bomb. To uh, did you did you see the did someone. you see Defy Bloods on Netflix? Yeah, I did. So you, yeah, you oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's okay. it's that's distressing. Um, uh, uh, poor guy. Uh, landmines that's, are a problem, guys. What I love about that movie is you always because you always have to get white people to, to say the mm-hmm. five bloods, no matter how. Oh, what they have to say. yes, that is true. Actually, the <laughs> five. <Defy Bloods. laughs> You know the movie was actually uh, called, I think it was called, no, it was called The Five Bloods? Because I remember, it was actually originally written for five white people. For white people, yeah. yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, um, which is funny. Uh, so anyway. Shouts to Chad, shouts to, uh, what was his name? Stor- Storm, Storm and Norman. Norman, baby. Uh, yeah. yeah, and also shouts to uh, 
Isaiah Whitlock Jr., the actor who played Clay Davis in The Wire. Jeez. Exactly, for having a role that's, like, not Clay Davis in The Wire. Like, that he's going to have... He's, that he's so awesome, he's gonna, dude. He's going to be uh, one of the major actors in a Best Picture nominee. That just makes me happy. Anyway. Me too. So, uh, we then cut to... Because um, Stummer's like, there's no, it's not possible she's still alive, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we cut to Zach getting the key from a book. And then he basically is like, you know, I don't think I can go through this deal. This is Janice's things. You know, um... I, she I, left it to me. Yeah, I want to join to the college. Which, like, what the hell are you going to do with that? Yeah, also, like, it, it kind of feels like if... Even though, like, this is an actress lying about some stuff, the fact that Janice and Trudy did work on the story together is actually true. So, like, it is kind of yeah. weird that he wouldn't give her this key. No, 100%. I think the only thing that would have made me, like, anxious about... Mm-hmm giving over the key was just how fucking adamant she was about getting yes. it and like acting like she was buying drugs or something that like, is that's what i was gonna compare like, it to she really is yeah, acting yeah. like she's buying drugs yeah so like it, it that because of the her behavior around getting this that would have made me a little wary about it to be quite yeah, honest yeah and she basically's like trying to grab the key from him um and there's a little mini struggle he trips and Accident falls and actually impales himself on one of those. What is it? Monk calls. I forget what he calls it. It's one of those things. Spindle. The spindle. The thing that like you put like notes on that like uh, restaurants will put. I thought a, I thought on. a spindle was yeah. I thought a spindle was just the shit that you use when you were like sewing. Like it probably uh, is that, too. Uh, I think it is. I honestly don't know. Is, isn't that like the Rumpelstiltskin story or something? Yes. If like you're the, a seamstress, please yeah, write into the show and let us know. Um, mm-hmm. Shouts to seamstresses. Um, two for two. By the way, speaking of shouts to, I actually had a doctor's appointment. I my regular, my physical, uh, this week, and my doctor was talking about how like a medication I take, um, I only can get like a refill of it once a month, as opposed to more than that because it's technically a controlled substance. And I there's a little oh. bit of silence. Well, I mean, it's te- that's why I say technically. It's like not really, but like there's just some things that like active ingredients and stuff. Um, and. There was a silence after she said that, and I was like three milliseconds from just saying just shouts to controlled substances. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I was like, I can't say that. I'm with the doctors. <laughs> That's a problem. I can't. I really wish you had. Yeah, I know. It would have been great. Um, I, 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 unfortunately, like, I wish I could say, like, oh, and then she would think that I was on drugs or But I think that my personality is just so immediately apparent. It's like, oh, he says shouts to things whenever he's anxious. Like, that's just, like, the most obvious thing in the world. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he dies. Um and uh yeah uh and we then cut back to the picnic and tr- uh natalie's talk- the barbecue sorry the barbecue and natalie's talking about how she was that she's on trudy with this guy zach ellinghouse etc cetera, etc cetera. uh and then randy the man comes over and he's got some news Sorry, I yeah, he pointed to the... you mid-yawn, and that was rude. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, uh, he, yeah, they get the call mm-hmm. about the murder. Sure enough, it's this murder of this Zach mm-hmm. Elling- Ellington. Ellinghouse. Um, which, Ellinghouse, sorry. And which, you know what? That's fucking bullshit that they have to leave on their day off. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crap, right? It is. Like, yeah, there's there's no way that every murder police in, uh, in San Francisco is at that barbecue. Yeah, I love calling them murder police as opposed to uh, homicide. Detectives. I know that's just the wire just does that. I just love it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously they they're gonna get their asses over there, but you know Monk 
fresh off hearing that he might be reinstated, is fucking juiced. He wants to be on the case. Uh, Stott tells him, you know, maybe you just clean the grill, like, you know, play. Which, that is an important job, by the way. If the yeah. grill doesn't get cleaned immediately, then it gets stuff gets kicked down, and then you get grease fires, so. Yeah, no, not only that, but it's like a, a perfect, like, play to his, like, predilection exactly. of liking shit clean. Like, mm-hmm. genius idea by, by Stott. It doesn't mm-hmm. work out, because he ends up tagging along, sure enough. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, he ends up coming... In, in, in any event <laughs> they arrive on what did i actually use the word coming in a fun way um well yes okay he ends up coming uh all over the house no um they arrive at the scene and um uh you know he they're trying to basically get him to not notice things and he's like oh there's a struggle with a woman here because there's high heels um and he's like you right. small feet trudy had small feet um, and and Natalie Natalie like just blurts out plenty of women have small feet. And that, that's true. I would say on average, compared to other humans, all women have small feet. Um, well, most, excuse me, most women have small feet. Um, I'll have you know, I had an ex girlfriend. Uh, she doesn't listen to the show, but shouts to her, mm-hmm. nice woman. Uh, and she had a size ten women's feet. Foot. Good for her. I'm not. Wait, wait, yeah. yeah, I I uh, you know I'm I've I've abnormally large toes i'm not I, i'm no i don't foot shame people um what size foot are you i am a size uh 11 and a half to 12 which is not super big but for my height it's incredibly big because i am five eight and a half five nine and i technically should wear either a nine and a half or a ten but because my toes are so large i'm a size 10 yeah anyway um it makes uh yeah it makes buying shoes annoying because um no, shoes are really comfortable when your toes make up a fifth of your foot. Anywho, um, so then Monk uh, smells Trudy's perfume. He notices the Shalimar. Yes, he notices the cinnamon in the coffee. And then he realizes he knew the victim. And then right. we learn that... Because wit- Disher blows it? Yeah, Disher just really... This is a bad look for Disher. Because Disher says that the witnesses heard victim saying... What are you doing, Trudy? And then I love the monk goes, that was Trudy's name. Um, yeah, yeah, I did like that a lot. That made me laugh, even though it was incredibly sad mm-hmm. from the look his, on his face. And then, so Natalie has to come clean. It's like, I talked to her. She's still alive. Um, yeah. And monk is in shock. And then Disher really says, it's probably the worst thing he says in the entire show. He just completely flippantly goes. Yeah, we can uh, we can like go dig her up and make sure that 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 is the case that mm-hmm. you know it's not really her buried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like exactly what you want to hear when uh, exactly what you want a good friend of yours, someone you trust with your life, to say when you learn that your wife might actually be alive when you thought she was dead. Is yeah, let's dig her up. Um, well, I'm sorry. Okay, like, the only way we feel like this is because this is Monk, and we love Monk and everything, but, like, the fact of the matter is, if this was, like, a police investigation, like, you cannot have yes, any that's, problems that's with Yes, that's true, this. but also, bef- first and foremost, they would probably try to collect DNA other ways, where they would, because there definitely is other true. stuff that still has DNA, and, um... They, Lipstick yeah, on the cup? Well, no, I mean, the DNA from, because they need a sample to test against... And they would probably ask Monk for, like, personal items that still have her hair. Around. And he would have it, exactly. a.k.a. the pillow. Exactly. So, yeah, like, yeah. in actuality, they would exhaust other options before exhuming her body. Um, right. Because they could test the DNA if it wouldn't match. Anyway, 
Monk then runs out because he's too stressed. He has he's basically having you know a break, and he sees not Trudy across the street and runs after her, and not Trudy gets into a car, and Monk is uh, distraught. He's really in a bad place. It might be the worst place you've seen him in. Yeah, and you know, um, fair. That yeah, honestly, thing, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, to find out that like the woman that you love and that's dead and she's been dead for seven years and you've never moved on and like you love her today as much as you did mm-hmm. any possible day and like to know that she might still be around and she just like purposely like didn't let you know or like give you any clue like like on some like girl with the dragon tattoo mm-hmm. shit like sending like a flower and like a whatever exactly uh nothing nothing like no proof mm-hmm. of life nothing and all of a sudden she shows up and she's yeah. involved in some shady affairs mm-hmm. that's that's a tough tough yeah. thing to have to to confront and you know that monk is really not doing well because he didn't get the car make and he didn't get he doesn't remember the license plate um and right. uh yeah, and I do really like this where Stalmeyer is really incredibly supportive, and he's like, you know, is there anything I can do? Because Monk is just staring at the crime scene photos of the car bomb, uh, and um, yeah, there's nothing Stalmeyer can do. And then he goes over to Randy, who is like, "How's he doing?" And he's like, "How do you think he's doing?" Fair. And then Randy talks to the DA, and he's got some news. Um, yeah, he's got some news. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's the same thing again, where it's like, all you need to do is say the word and we'll exhume the body. Right, and Stott, you know, trying to be a good friend, but also being an incredibly bad cop, mm-hmm. suggests giving one giving Monk a couple of days mm-hmm. to just, you know, process what's going on. And it's like, I'm sorry, dude, like, I love you, mm-hmm. but if, if, if things are pointing to the way yeah. that they look, you, you need I to I think that you have to put pressure on Monk to give up a, the pillow or something similar because like i said i don't think that right, they, they yeah, shouldn't have, have to go to. through the trouble of exhuming the body if they if dna exists of her then like that would just be a waste of everyone's resources um but anyway dr Kroger comes in because it's an emergency let's just talk about it swagged oh, out incredible fit <laughs> what yeah just on his like nantucket dude fucking... was at the country club living it up man yeah, no, and you know what? He's a psychiatrist. She's a psych. Okay, Psychi- he's, he's a psychiatrist. psychiatrist. Yes, who definitely yeah. yeah makes a lot of money given the way his practice looks. He's got fucking yeah. like rocks and waterfalls behind his uh, his office. Yeah. He, I mean, he's doing good stuff. But you know what? Like as much as we've seen him give grief or like avoid monk at times, yeah, the guy showed up. Yeah, oh when my he, god, he was needed. And so basically, they explain what's going on, and he's completely like. Oh, so Monk's having a psychotic episode? It's like, no, 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 We think she actually might be alive. And you can tell what he's like. Part of him's like, what What do you do? Because the, the, the issue is not something that's going on with Monk's head. You know what I mean? Like, this is a traumatic moment for anyone, even if they didn't have problems, you know? Right. And, you know, he... he... He, he makes it a point to, like, give Monk some water, tells him to drink some water, but he, like, has this weird thing where he, like, rubs it on his, like, forehead first, and, you know, he starts drinking, and he's, like, he's barely speaking, and mm-hmm. and Kroger just has, like, the gentle touch and, you know, is very good with him mm-hmm. and kind of gets him, like, yeah. he's, like, the only person in this moment that can get any answers. I, out I of think him. I like that he does is he asks, like, is Tree alive? And... Yeah, he says that he won't believe yeah. it until yeah. Monk says it. Exactly. And the thing I like, that the line that Monk repeats a couple times is, 
if it's true, then nothing is true. Which right. obviously sat on its face is an oxymoron, but it's like, if Trudy is actually alive, then every single thing I've ever thought about her in a relationship is a lie. And that is what, that's the thing that's so painful about, right. that that's what's causing that. And I think that that is a really deep and uh, profound thing that I really like that the show was able to get to. Um, but right. Monk has to go. He, he kind of is like, he snaps out of it, and he's like, yeah. I need to make the determination myself. Yeah, he's on a mission. And he, he goes, yep. Walks out the door. And he goes to the one place everyone on a mission goes, the cemetery. Uh, no. He goes to the cemetery, and um, we don't know exactly at the time, but after a quick visit to Trudy's grave, he is assured sure that she's still dead. Yeah. Um, and we don't find out till later, but apparently because he still felt the loss so profoundly mm-hmm. that he was convinced that there's no way that this person mm-hmm. that has been mm-hmm. talked about could possibly be Trudy. And then he makes some small talk with a widow... Who's like you know you know your husband? He's definitely still dead. Um, rest in peace to Gary Conway, which is the husband's name. Um, probably a good guy. Uh, anyway, yeah, shouts to him. They go to Trudy's old job, which is of course at the newspaper. She was a journalist, and they you know check out her desk. Um, and there's just some details about you know Monk and talking about uh, their relationship. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, stuff about, like, how there was, like, a, a coffee burn on the desk from when he leaned over to kiss her and spilled some coffee. You know, so there's some, like, nice little things I do there. like that he says, because the, the, it's, like, uh, Natalie says, I bet that was the last time you spilled. And he says, no, January 12th, this and this and this year. It's, like, oh, yeah. the earthquake. And he's, like, yeah, earthquakes count, which I like. Um, and so they yeah. end up getting a copy of an article, the, the one article that Trudy and Janice wrote together from the archives. Um, what was it called? Peter Pressure, I believe, but P-I-E-R. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shouts to the Press Box podcast. That would definitely be the strain pun headline. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that it was on the Dock Workers Union. There was some corruption there. I feel like this is always, this time back to the wire in every single way. Uh, this is the wire season two shit. Um, yeah, for real. Yeah, Frank Sabatka. Where I was just gonna say, where's Frank? Sabatka? And oh, who, who was in last episode though? The Greek was in last episode. He was. No, the remember Paul Van Victor was in Mr. Monk Gets Drunk. Oh, not no, the Greek. The, the Greek's, Greek's, Greek's consigliere. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. Anyway, so uh, the, the basically what what we could learn is that they had a secret informant inside the Dockers Union. And deep throat. Uh, d- a deep throat. Um, and. It's pretty clear, like, that's what this is all about, right? Right. They go over to Janice's desk, and she died recently, so everything's still there. And they see uh, there's a post note that she needs to pay rent for $105 a month. Yeah, which has, and if we know anything, I, I granted this is, what, 15 years ago? There's nowhere like in the country that you could rent anything for $105 to live in. I'd be willing to bet that in, like, Bismarck, North that's Dakota, true. you could, you probably could at rent that a time. Room. Yeah. Yes. But they ain't in Bismarck. No, they're in San Francisco, most expensive place in the country. So they realize that it is um, a storage locker, which, duh, that's where the key's from. And they, Because there's a calendar. Yes, that says what the storage locker is, which shouts to that calendar. I really I like that because it's a believable thing because people just put up calendars from different places they get. But it also is a nice—I like it because 
there's just this in order to keep the story moving it's like yes we could spend time trying to figure it in an actual police investigation they would have to spend the man hours trying to figure out what storage facility she owned a uh, unit at or we could just do a shortcut and just make her a counter you know yeah yeah i like it yeah so uh we then actually see finally behind the scenes of this fake trudy act we see the actress uh talking to uh, this guy jack who is now the head of the dock workers union um right and some guy was unseated the, the article yeah. explains that the previous union leader was unseated in exchange for this guy because of shady mm-hmm. he's, he's actually put in jail on. the other guy correct yeah yes um he was pitched uh and so the actress and jack are based on and jack is like you who who by the way sorry i'm sorry i keep cutting you, i don't care but who by the way is just like the most stereotypically asshole mm-hmm. dude you can possibly imagine mm-hmm. he looks kind of like uh the guy from serenity what's his name uh, castle uh nathan fillion yeah, he looks like a Nathan Fillion type dude with like a burgundy, like a Van Hoysen shirt from fucking Macy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, my God, it just brings me back to so, working at a bank for eight years. You see these guys, just hilarious. Yes, this guy definitely sucks. Uh, and she basically, the actress needs to come with him to the storage locker, um, just in case. And um, she's like, no, I can't. A man is dead. Which, honestly, fair. She did not sign up for killing a guy when she took this acting job. No, not at all. Yeah, so... Um, they, uh... So it's clear that she's not really interested in doing this because she's like, you know, this poor, you know, has the widower, he's, you know, oops, just gonna be distraught, etc. But then we see, we come back to the police station. Wait, hold on, but she also, like, oh. takes off her wig. Oh, right, 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 yeah. And you see she's, like, a brunette, mm-hmm. and so it's just, like, right there, the mm-hmm. veil kind of escapes. Yes. Like, even as much as her face mm-hmm. looks just like Trudy, like, you're just like, okay, that's not her. Yeah. Um, then we come back to the station, and Randy's on top of everything. He's running point. He's got a bunch of different things going on. But the thing, and Stottmeyer's like, oh, shit, like, I fucked up telling Randy that he was the man. Um, but the right. thing that, the, the last straw is when he says, you know, I've been trying to get in contact with Trudy's parents, and... I really respect that Stotts like stops and like, hey, dude, you, I wasn't talking to you, man. I was talking to Monk. You're not the man. Yeah, because that's really yeah, fucked up he, to call the parents. Well, yeah, but like, what you don't see, he's like, he's very much trying to be like some alpha dude, mm-hmm. calling a task force and just like calling the shots and like, yeah, Monk's got to rein him in, but also like, yeah, man, you got to be a little bit more sensitive to to to, to what's going on. Yeah, because uh, because with the exhuming, like, if there's a police reason to do that but you really you don't call someone and say hey i think your daughter who was murdered seven or eight years ago is actually alive unless you're sure like you, you don't want to make the, the follow-up call you know yeah, absolutely not absolutely not yeah so anyway uh then i feel bad for randy at that moment and like i said we very quickly stopped feeling that way but at the moment i feel bad for randy um yeah so then monk and natalie are at the storage facility and natalie figures out what it's unit 12 which i really appreciate when she acts out how she figured it out um she says she lost the right. earring and the and then yeah appeared over but she doesn't just say that she like acts out the whole thing of like oh my god i just lost my grandmother's earring yada 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 it's a great acting by natalie um yeah she's a great detective yeah too. it's definitely much better than uh sharona's just general like uh so how you doing you know, I heard that cool people like you. 
Um, so there we go. Yeah. Uh, and basically, we learned that um, they haven't gone to storage unit yet, but the car rolls up because yeah Be- because oh, go. Because, uh, yeah, so Natalie thinks that, like, maybe they've already been there, but sure enough, uh, Monk deduces because he's he's back on his shit. He's ready mm-hmm. to go. and But he loses it very quickly. Uh, but he notices that the water, like, on the lock, it's still on there, meaning that if someone would have opened it, like, it would have spilled mm-hmm. already. Yes. But the car rolls up, and so they go to hide behind a dumpster. And, uh, you know, we, Monk points out it's Jack Bollinger, who is the dock worker yep. guy. Um, right. And it's like, oh, it was all a con game uh, to get this key. So they call the captain, and the captain's like, hey, Randy, let's go. And Randy's like, hmm, you're talking to me? Uh, you know. Yep. And uh, yeah. he basically's like, he's, he's upset. Yeah. And then he says, you know, if me and Monk were drowning, who would you save? <laughs> Stavar says, and Stott's, yeah. Stott says, I would easily save Monk because I happen to know that you're an excellent swimmer. To which Disher replies, uh, "What if I was? What if I had an anchor? No, what if I was what if holding I was an anchor? An anchor? So yeah, why are you? Anchor, why are you? Is, why don't you just drop the anchor?" And he says, "I don't remember." What it's that a family was. heirloom. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I missed that because I was writing something down. That's hilarious. Yeah, and so they go, um, and uh, Monk basically like at that scene pulls away from Natalie and like approaches not Trudy. And uh, they, Jack at the time, he's going to light everything on fire because um, he can't find the actual piece of information he needs. Uh, so he need, because he may, Well, what we learned is he needs to destroy their notes because he ratted out everyone and he knows that they'll either whack him or put him in jail if they know that. Um, and uh, Monk approaches Not Trudy and... She starts apologizing, like, I didn't know. I thought it was just a job. Um, which, you know, I know some people who said that as well. And, uh, you know, they were put on trial at Nuremberg. No. Um, oof. I don't know why my mind went there first, but. Uh, Holy shit. I, you know, not at all I thought you were going. I thought you were going with, like, some Trump people. Yeah, I know. I, I thought I was going to go there, too. But it's like, you know, it's uh, if you're going to go somewhere, go big versus going home. Um and th- you know, ne- then Bunk gets thrown, and Stammer and Disher show up, and uh, Stammer shoots Jack. Jack tries to shoot Stammer and accidentally shoots the actress, who I think is named Cameron or something like that. Um, I don't even remember. I think I it's. It I saw in like the IMDb X-ray. I think she's credited as Cameron. Um, okay. And then Monk roll- runs over, and uh, Fake Trudy says, as her last words, basically like, "I can tell you loved her." And uh, Monk's like, yeah, I love this I'll tell her. And it's just, she says, I'll tell her. Now, I'll say this. I think the reason I don't like, one thing I don't like with this episode, other than the look-like thing, is I think that this is actually unnecessarily cruel. Like, I think that, like, it's actually, like, kind of... But they've got to lose her twice? Yeah, I think it, I think that that's, like, it's actually not... It, it doesn't... I don't think it actually serves the story. I think it is just, like, a, a cruel for the sake of being cruel. Like, I don't think, you know what I mean? I don't think he needs... I think realizing that she's still dead and that it's a fake is the loss. To literally have to watch someone who looks like his wife die again, he doesn't think that it's Trudy dying again. He just see like it, but he still has the visual in his head. Like that just feels like too, yeah, yeah, it's too much. Absolutely, no, I agree. And yeah, we'll we'll discuss anyway. uh, We then cut to the end where, uh, um, 
Monk's not getting Natalie. Yeah. yeah, Natalie reveals that Monk turns out they're not going to reinstate him, mm-hmm. which, you know, you, you can't show any weakness in front of like anybody and expect to, for things to work out the way that you wanted mm-hmm. to. And also and, if, he, and if he is back to where he was before, he shouldn't be reinstated as we have stated many times. Right, exactly. So I have no big hang-ups with that, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean that's pretty much it, right? It is. Yep. Then the uh, oh yeah, this is where uh, yeah, when Monk reveals that um, it's still hurt in the cemetery. That's why he knew she was a dead. Right. So right. what would you give this episode? Would you say is one of your favorites? Well, you know what? Initially, I had given it a nine, mm-hmm. but uh, after discussing it with you and like marinating on it a little bit, um, I I'm gonna bring it down to an eight point five. So I'm it's gonna like give it. Back- an, I was gonna give it an eight point five as well. So like, we are on the same page. I think that it helps to talk through a lot of times. Because when you see it, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you kind of you because you you realize the thing. Because there's some things when you're watching it you get too hung up on, and there's some things when, when you're watching it you get too enamored with. And then when you discuss the episode as a whole, you can kind of get a better picture of what you like about well, it. You know. Well, not only that, but also I'll I'll tell you this. Um, for whatever reason, I think any episode that doesn't have a uh, this is what happened mm-hmm. for whatever reason just stands out to me less because mm-hmm. I fucking love the this is what happened scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like very, very much thrown away and like randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Shasta, here's what happens. Like I said before, the only, the main it's reason to do this podcast was just that I was finding myself like every night watching in a couple. Here's what happens on YouTube's, on YouTube's. Jesus Christ, I need to reevaluate everything I just done in my life. More importantly, I need to reevaluate my transitions because the next thing I say here is please follow the show at Strictly Monk and Andre. If you'll follow you, you could follow me at Andre Burr. And please uh, re- re- subscribe to this show. Please share it with your friends. Um, uh, and listen back, please, to Mr. Monk Gets Drunk. I think the episode came out really well. Um, I only cut out, literally, other than the time when I ran to the bathroom, I only cut out 20 seconds. And it was something that I said, and it was just... And it wasn't because I said anything bad. It was just because I was speaking on... I, I was sharing something on someone else's behalf without their permission. And that's. And I think that that says less about the things we said when I was drunk and more that I just have a really like I'm just really bad I'm like whatever like I say I've said so much stupid shit on podcasts the totality of dumb shit I've said it's whatever it's a neat it's like in the sea of stupid things you know yeah yeah I know the feeling yes um but anyway uh more important than all that um please remind me to pull up what the next episode is before I start this This part don't Mr. don't Monk say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, because this is this is my job, you know, and they gotta see with warts and all the, uh, nobody's perfect, um, but what is perfect is uh, ooh, I actually really like this next episode. Uh, next tune in uh, on next Tuesday when we talk. Mr. Monk goes to a wedding. Let's get monkey. Let's get funky.